0: Good morning, everyone. Nice to see you all. Thanks for inviting me to preach here at St Saviour's. I don't know if you had any choice in the matter, but uh, here I am. Um, And uh, thank you to Rob for your quite good illustration just now. (laughs) I mean, it was amazing. Um, Actually, that's mostly what I'm going to be talking about, what Rob's already talked about. So, um, listen up. So the passage that we've just heard read this morning is a special one. And um, it reminds us of the bit in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 18, where Jeremiah is told to go down to the potter's house, watch the potter working the clay, and uh, he sees the potter working this clay, making a pot, and then he thinks, oh, no, I don't like that one. I'm going to make it into something else. And, um, and the Lord's message to Jeremiah is, I can choose what I do with the clay, and that's what I'm going to do with my people, my people Israel. So um, it's got that sort of resonance that runs through Scripture there. But also... It has a resonance for me. It reminds me of when I was doing my first degree, countryside planning, in Cheltenham. And I'd gone to church one evening. And whoever was leading the service led a time for God to speak to us. I didn't actually know this passage in uh, Corinthians at the time. But I had a picture of clay jars popping into my head. And uh, a little later on in the service, this very passage of Scripture was read out and preached on. And I thought maybe God was trying to tell me something. I think he probably was. I can't remember what it was at the time. But um, I think that he wanted to use me and that he'd made me and... Um, Well, I'll come on to it in a minute. So we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. This comes after a verse where Paul talks about the light of Christ, as we've just had in this illustration The light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. The light that God spoke into being at the beginning of time. That same light. That awesome light that gives life and strength to all living things. Jesus, the light of the world. A light no darkness can put out. It's no ordinary light. Yet for some reason, God chooses to put this precious light in clay jars. And you and I, things made from clay are fragile. God's made us perfectly, but we get cracks in us. I don't know if you think of yourself as a crackpot... But um, if you are, don't worry. Because the light of Christ will shine from you through the cracks. However much others may put the dampers on you. Or things that go on in the world. Um, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Billy Bray. He lived many years ago. He was a Cornishman and he was the son of a, a Cornish miner, I think. Anyway, came to know Jesus and then described himself as the king's son. And he said this, Even if folks shut me in a barrel, I would call out through the bunghole. And um, he was a great uh, evangelist and preacher, really, in his way. But he was bursting with light. And he told everything anyone and everyone about Jesus. But that's the point. He was telling them about Jesus. He wasn't telling them about himself. Now, um, I don't know if you've, perhaps some years ago now, watched the series uh, Downton Abbey. Um, I think it was a favourite for many people. And whether you fancied living in that era um, maybe some of you have lived in the end of that era, not being rude, but some of you might have been familiar with, uh, with the setting. Um, and whether you thought, oh, I'd have loved to have lived upstairs, well, <laughs> um, or I'd have loved to have lived downstairs. There were different sorts of life, yet in the same house. And the idea was that the servants would go around serving unnoticed. So when you see the scenes when all of the posh family are eating their meal, the servants come along and they put the food on the table. They pour the drinks. And the people in the family don't notice them. What they notice is the delightful plate of food in front of them or the lovely drink and that's the, that is the point of it. It's not quite like that with us and showing people who Jesus is but you get the idea that actually our job if you like is to point people to the delightful food and drink of who Jesus is in our lives. Paul is keen for us to know that the light of God's glory, his incredible power, is just that. It's from God and not from us. So that no one may boast. If I can pinch another verse. When Jesus is describing what the Pharisees do, those blind guides, he uses this similar image of them as being like vessels or pots. You clean the outside, but inside you're filthy. Jesus' light is in us and it's so very bright that our external appearance, our home, our money, our status, whatever we're surrounded by, whether it's poverty or riches, whatever our situation on the outside, Jesus' light will flood out. And if we know him and walk with him daily, it's going to flood out in great measure. Jesus gives us enough light for each day to show to others. The Pharisees' sin got in the way of walking with Jesus. So that light just wasn't there. They were holy and righteous, but sort of in their own eyes. Jesus says, Oh, you've got to surpass what the Pharisees do, which is an interesting message. But actually, it's in God's strength rather than our own. Some of the things that surround us in life, some of the stuff that surrounds us, might get in the way of our relationship with God and letting that light shine out. We'll give it all to Jesus. Where there's sin, confess it, like we've done this morning, confess it to one another and let Jesus purify you from all unrighteousness, make you clean. Where greed or power has got a hold of you, let God break those things So actually the cracks in the pot are opened up and more light floods out. Maybe we've been hard-pressed, perplexed, persecuted or struck down. That's what Paul talks about here. But God sets our feet on a rock. We're not crushed in despair, abandoned or destroyed. Jesus holds us. In his loving arms, he is the rock that is higher than we are. In our weakness, his strength is made perfect. Throw yourselves on God's love and his mercy. He breaks the power of counsels and he sets the prisoner free. Isn't that what Christ's mandate is? Release the oppressed, sight for the blind. Declaring a year of the Lord's favour. It was the year of the Lord's favour when the light of Jesus burst into the world. When that light was crushed and crucified and plunged into darkness, but actually tore through the veil of darkness. Light and life in all its fullness, one that day, that year, but also every year. Paul goes on to say that the death of Jesus is in our body, so that the life of Jesus may be revealed. Elsewhere he says, daily take up your cross and follow me. How does the light and life of Jesus flood out when we follow him, how does it work? Well, when we walk with Jesus, he speaks to us. Through prayer, through the Bible, through others, by his spirit. And when Jesus speaks to us... Oh, I wish my writing was better. <laughs> when Jesus speaks to us... Um, oh, Yeah. He makes our tongues wag. That's why I can't read it. It's a funny sort of expression. Anyway, when Jesus speaks to us, he makes our tongues wag so that we speak to others. Our faith speaks to others. Our our faith speaks through action to others as well. We believe we will be raised from the dead. Yes? Good. As Christ was raised, he put that desire in us for others that they might be raised from the dead so that we all might enjoy the presence of God in the heavenly banquet as well as life in all its fullness here. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is at work in you. Again, it's that all-surpassing Power, it comes from God, fills us, floods out to others. And all because of God's grace, that which we don't deserve, but which because of Jesus and his dying for us, we have in huge measure. Grace which causes us to be thankful and give glory to God. So here's what I'd like you to think about. If the light of Christ, the power of the Spirit, and the life which God has blessed you with are there in your body, in that clay jar, ordinary yet beautiful, if Jesus is in you, he's greater than what's in the world. Sin, sorrow, suffering... Pleasure, wealth and care. And if those worldly ambitions or hardships are weighing on you, bring them to God. Confess if it's sin. Talk to God about them if they're in the way so that other people can see Jesus in you just that bit better. Have a look at your week how is it balanced? Does Jesus get a look in? Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to the Father through him. Have a think about your conversations. Are they always full of grace and seasoned with salt? I know mine aren't. But have a think about them. Step back for a bit. Take some time out taming your tempestuous tongue takes time give God thanks and glory for his grace by surrendering all to Jesus so that that light floods out mind standing a moment please I'd like us to just commit ourselves to the Lord, to his work, to his service, to relationship with him. And I'm going to sing a song and you can join in if you know the words. And uh, then we'll just repeat the, just sing one verse and repeat the chorus.
1: Oh, to Jesus I surrender Oh, to him I freely In his presence daily live I surrender oh. I surrender oh. all to thee my blessed saviour. And... Uh...